Hello, and welcome back to the Focus on You podcast. I'm Stephanie Flores. I am the host and writer for thefocusonyou.com, which is a blog and podcast all about self-care, wellness, and inspiration. And today we're going to be talking about uh, men- mental health, and especially since it's Mental Health Awareness Month uh, for the month of May. So today's topic is a beginner's guide to mindfulness, which is also based off of a popular post that I have. Um, mindfulness has been a popular buzzword in wellness circles, even though it's a practice that has been used for hundreds of years. Various cultures around the world embraced mindfulness techniques to deal with everyday difficulties and to help honor religious beliefs. And using a definition from the Mindfulness Solution by Dr. Ronald Siegel, mindfulness helps us observe how we interpret distress, how to let go of destructive mental habits, and replace them with more useful ones. Mindfulness is a practice of slowing down, listening to your body, taking one task at a time, unplugging, etc. So being mindful means you focus on just being and not doing. So what are some of the other benefits of it? It reduces anxiety and social phobia. It can be used with children, elderly, and anyone with physical challenges. It's free. I mean, that's not a typo. That's, it's free. (laughs) You don't need insurance, a prescription, or a specialized therapist. It helps with personality disorders like obsessive compulsive disorder very useful in drug and alcohol recovery. It encourages physical activity. You wouldn't think that, you know, something like mindfulness where you're just focused on on yourself, that physical activity would be part of it, but it is. And it also increases connections with others. So based on that checklist, I'm happy to tell you that you don't need any tools, skills, or special coach to begin mindfulness practices. The book I quoted above is a user-friendly manual that includes mindful practices and exercises for relationship issues, health problems, chronic pain, aging, grief, plus many more. And again, that book is called The Mindfulness Solution by Dr. Ronald Siegel. Okay. Um... And on a personal note, um, I have fibromyalgia and anxiety disorder, and so I have to practice a form of mindfulness daily. And it's so routine that I don't even know I'm doing it. But what has a lack of mindfulness cost me? (laughs) Well, I tripped down the stairs once carrying laundry because I wasn't paying attention, and I busted my ankle pretty bad. Uh, My fibromyalgia flares have cost me time at work, and I have missed important family events. Um, I've had anxiety attacks in public places, which are never fun. Um, And I've forgotten to check my bank accounts because I was multitasking every other thing you can think of except that. So we all know how overdraft fees add up. So what are some ways that you can become more mindful? Well, let me give you some distinct examples. Mindful walking, number one. Although my friends enjoy when I Snapchat or Instagram my walks with my pup, that actually disconnects me from the healing benefits of walking my dog. So when I'm not taking pictures and playing music, I focus on taking deep breaths, watching her stride, monitoring where she stops to sniff, turning my head to the sunlight, and taking notice of my surroundings. So wherever you walk, even if you don't have a dog, be aware of how your body feels, how the sun or the wind feels, and what you see. 
Um, examining our surroundings is not only just a safety measure, but it's a form of mindfulness. So, for example, I have worked for I have worked with anxious clients on paying attention to their surroundings and examining them. How many white cars are passing by while you wait for the bus or for the train? What do the billboards say on your way to work? Um, count how many Hondas you see until you reach your destination. Wiggle your toes as you examine your surroundings. How do your toes feel as you wiggle them? Okay, this is just paying more close attention. Another, uh, another way is mindful eating. How many people eat lunch at their desk or eat breakfast standing up in the kitchen? It's difficult having a chaotic schedule, but slowing down our meals is actually therapeutic. Some mindfulness practices involve eating, for instance, one raisin at a time and paying close attention to all aspects of the raisin. Is it chewy? Sweet? Can you resist eating it and just rest it on your tongue? I have taught clients to use gum or starbursts as a way to ground themselves into the moment. When we're nervous, overthinking, or we're about to enter a scary situation, an edible object can be therapeutic. And it reminds us to slow our breathing and to move our body's nervous energy elsewhere. So here's my challenge for you. Try eating one meal this week without any electronics, television, or distractions. I encourage you to watch your breathing and your posture as you eat. Sit comfortably, take smaller bites, and chew your food more. Sip your coffee or tea one day this week, taking notice of the flavor, temperature, and the feeling it gives your body. See what you notice. And one more aspect, number three, it kills judgment. One of the main tenets of mindfulness involves limiting judgment on our thoughts. For, an- for example, let's look at the sentence. It's hot and there's a lot of traffic today. Is this statement a fact or is it a judgment with a million feelings behind it? This introduces you to the acceptance theory. If you accept that it's hot, grab a nice water before hitting traffic and play your favorite Spotify list, how has your mood adjusted? So sitting in judgmental thoughts invites low energy, grouchy attitudes, and impatience. Being more accepting reduces negative thoughts and doesn't attach you to people or outcomes. Just a reminder, this is one of the messages from the four agreements, which is don't take anything personal. Okay? So try some of these mindful mindful techniques like killing judgment, eating um, mindfully, and also walking mindfully. Try some of these this week and see how your mood changes. Does your breathing slow down? And what facts can you turn from judgments to plain acceptance? Start telling yourself, well, it is what it is. Become more neutral towards thoughts that used to get you angry or sad. So I want to thank you for listening. I hope you accept some of these challenges. Think about being more mindful this week um, and also look into that book if you're interested. It's not just a book for therapists. It's for anybody. Um, I hope to see you on my social media and I'll talk to you soon.